Hello, dear listener. You have now entered the world of the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. Hello, and welcome to Soren with the Magic Our Way podcast. My name is Mr. Mononymous, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin boarding in just a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with the rest of your flight crew. First, we have your pilot and co-pilots, Kevin and Danny. These artistic buffs will launch you from New Orleans to soar over all things Disney. Your entertainment director is Ivory Comics proprietor Eli. Be sure to check your in-flight magazine for a sneak peek at his comic, Project Geisha. Nice work, pal. Soon you'll be airborne. If you or your little aviators would like to reach the flight crew at any time, be sure to check out magicrway.com, where you can find links to Facebook, Twitter, email, or send in a voicemail. And, of course, you can book your next Soarin' flight with your platinum-level earmarked travel agent, Lee Lastavica, from Magical Moments Vacations. Remember, you've got a friend in Lee. Okay, let's review. Kevin, Danny, Eli Lee, Artistic Buffs, Disney stuff. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Chombo, everyone. Rombe. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way podcast. podcast. Listening to the Magic Highway podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff. www. That's too many W's. <laughs> w- <laughs> www.magicrway.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Flash photography, it alters the homing signal, and that's not good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where's that from? I know that line. Hmm. Oh, that's Dinosaur. Yes, what am of I course. Saying? Good Lord. <laughs> I'm like, what movie do I know that from? There you go, yes. I'm like, why am I seeing Miss Huxtable in my brain? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you should mention movie, because we are talking about some about IPs later. Oh, let's do that. And of course, we have a couple guys on the show with us today. First of all, we have a resident comic genius from ivorycomics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm good. I may not be president, but I talk to the first lady I see every time. How you guys doing today? <laughs> <laughs> well said. Nice platform to run on. That's it. That's Does it. Does that line work at the bar? Have you tried that out yet? Is uh, that I'm nah, I I need to start going to more bars to try that, I think. Oh, okay. And of course from the road, we have our resident travel agent from Magical Moments Vacations. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Show me the money. Mr. Lee Lastavica. How you doing, sir? Oh, man. It's been high and dry. It's uh, Harvey, Irma, Jose. Who else is going to join the party? Gotcha. Hurricane season. Gotcha. Hurricane season. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy out there, man. What is the status of the Lastavica household? Why don't you give our listeners an update? Um, okay, so everything's good. We got out of it okay. But same as last time. We didn't take any water in the house. Last time since we talked, I've, uh, I had to... Uh, move over to another house and stay with another friend. I'll actually be staying up, end up staying with her sister uh, for a couple of days. 
And um, eventually the power came back on. Uh, got back home, got everything kind of cleaned up. Had to uh, get all that nasty, watery, waterlogged insulation out of my attic. Uh, that was not fun. I thought you were going to say fast food out of your arteries, but that works too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what your arteries look like, what you pulled out of there. Pull them out! <laughs> um, but other than that, man, we came through okay. Just been trying to help out where I can. A um, couple of days, been helping out neighbors get you know their houses. They were not as lucky as us, so helping them get their houses back in order and getting our house back in order, getting cleaned up. Got my washing machine fixed. The washing machine went out the day of the hurricane. I don't even know if I mentioned that or not. No. That the washing machine, yeah, the day was the day of the hurricane. We said, oh, you know, let's make sure we have plenty of clean clothes and towels and all that stuff. So put in a load of towels, wash machine, bro. So is that why they Damn. kicked y'all out of the first house you stayed in? Because y'all all stank? That's <laughs> <laughs> bad, Leo. Is that? Uh, that's a long story that needs to be told off air. But, um, <laughs> oh, wow. wow, there is a... For the listeners with my drama. But, uh, Sounds like Lee did a little sleepwalking and ended up in the wrong bed that night. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, baby. My bad. Oops. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. I didn't realize. Oh, I slipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, last week at home, I was doing good. And I hit the road this week back to work. Wife's back to work. Kids been down school this week. They're going back to school next week. So, they'll be happy to get back to school, I'm sure. See all their friends and all that stuff. But, uh, it's an adventure, man. People are definitely you know, a lot of cleanup to do on the city. So I have to tell you all about that. Got to be in New Orleans. Y'all know all about it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Long road to recovery. Did you have to toss your fridge? Oh, you mean you had to toss, the, toss all the food in the fridge? A little bit. We, we, we took most of it, man. I had to use up all my, my secret uh, personal reserve of homemade Las Pica sausage. Had to oh. cook like five things. In one day, but uh, so speaking of Las Vegas sausage, uh, did you have salad in that fridge? <laughs> yeah, I tossed that salad. Oh, <laughs> good, oh, yay, wow. yay, that's you gotta there toss you go. that salad, clean man. it up. But I'm bumped. I had to <laughs> toss the salad, I had to toss the salad. <laughs> um, do what you gotta do. But hurricanes make me horny sometimes, you know. Hurricane babies. Uh oh, is there news? Is Mrs. Las Vegas expecting? Not that I know of. <laughs> If it's nine months from now, then okay, but but if it's ten months from now, then it's a problem. Oh, okay, wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, better than like three months from now. (laughs) That's true. That's why they got kicked out. They were getting busy in the neighbor's house, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, you can't get busy in your neighbor's house, Lee. That's yeah. that love steak. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. <laughs> so, my weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show for you lined up today. We do have a couple of guest services things, email sent in by you, the listener. And we also have a little trip report from the Roberges. And we're going to have a little discussion about IPs in the parks. Synergy. <laughs> Much more than that. Anyway, so enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. B. Our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test, tie your napkin. And here we are once again on Guest Services, and this is a segment in which we service you, the listener. And first up, we have a follow-up email from a listener that spurred a show a couple weeks back, a guy by the name of Ryan Wall, and he was the impetus to our whole four-day, ten-day, two-week show. Oh, yeah, Kind of a trip show, you know, not show, but trip, sorry. <laughs> Not a 10-day, two-week show, a 10-day, two-week trip. Yeah, some of these recording sessions do get a little long. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so he writes in. He has a little update. He says, hey, Kevin. And I'm sure he means everybody else. 
<laughs> That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I just wanted to follow up with you and let you know what my wife thought of the show and clarify some questions y'all had. We stayed at Pop Century because we only used it as a place to sleep for the most part. On the weekends, we did visit other resorts to explore and look around, but we only used Pop Century as a place to sleep slash do laundry. Uh, the main reason for picking Pop was the single bus stop. Hmm, okay. That is a... Uh, pretty good incentive and uh he goes on he says we did do sit down dining almost every day we did our table service at around 1 to 3 p.m each day to split up the day and have some time out of the sun on the weekends we did resort dining like yachtsman steakhouse ohana and uh, poly luau polynesian luau my wife did say that towards the end like day 12 to 14 she was starting to feel like she was ready to go home she said she didn't have that feeling the whole day, but just on and off throughout the day. Also, she said she doesn't want to go up on a moderate or lux because she doesn't want she doesn't see the value. In the podcast, it was mentioned about going four to five days at a deluxe, but if we are going to be at the parks, I don't see the point of the deluxe either. Maybe I'm missing something. It may be that we treat it differently than others because we do the park from open to close. And she was all about the park opening till close. This may be because the parks were not open super late due to the time of year. We went the two weeks after Thanksgiving. The parks were mostly 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Big Thunder Mountain was actually her favorite ride. In our third Magic Kingdom day, we did it multiple times as well as at her request. We even did the DVC breakfast to get the three extra fast passes we used all on Big Thunder. She said that she is also a huge Disney Parks fan, but was trying to get me to compromise at 10 days. She feels like 10 days is long enough to do everything. Why? While I may not agree, I think I'm going to have to concede this one and come back with the 14 days plan once Toy Story Star Wars Tron Coaster comes out. Thanks for answering my questions on the show. It was great to hear y'all's inputs and Lee talk about that Viagra Vika. <laughs> Ryan Wall. Everybody loves the Viagra Vika. That's the real reason I got kicked out. <laughs> I was popping that Viagra Vika. Oh, is that, that's why you kicked out? Because of the Viagra Vika? Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. So, guys, any response to that? They, they are, I guess what we would term commando. Not really commando, because they don't go park to park. I mean, uh, ride to ride to ride. They do some things repeat often. Yes. Uh, but they do hit the parks, as they say, from open to close. So, uh, what do y'all think as far as that response? Because we had, did had suggested a shorter trip, but at a, a higher rate. Uh, the wife stated she doesn't see the value in it. Um, mm-hmm. Is it, he asks if there's something he's missing? Uh, if they, if these fans are parks fans and they just go open to close and that's it, what, what what do y'all think? What do y'all think? Well, I think that it depends on again, like on your um, mentality going into it mm-hmm. in terms of what you want. I think. To me, having a nice resort to go back to and taking a break from the parks help make me want to be at the parks more. Yeah. Because I always have this nice little place to retreat back to. So mm-hmm. I, that to me is what the allure of the hotels are, is that I, I can skip the park that, that day, go back in, and then maybe like that one day off or half a day off or whatever would extend the trip. Like maybe instead of feeling it around the nine or 10 day mark, you would make it to about four because that's a lot of going. I mean, that's my muscles would be aching 14 straight days constant, walking yeah. and mm-hmm. going and moving and never stopping. That's impressive. Yes. <laughs> that That's Viagra Vika for you, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't think he needs Viagra Vika if he can no. do all that. So you know? I think that's where we're coming from. They must they must be younger than us that they have the energy to do that kind of thing. And that's great. Yeah, I just, well, power to you. I miss yeah. those days. Yeah, me too. I mean, look, I could go 
like if if we were doing like a five day six day that's what we're saying five or six yeah. days because you know that to me is a good amount of time where you can kind of get in and squeeze and everything going yeah. fast as you want to go but for 14 days that's the thought process was well take a break right. see the hotel chill out for a little bit let your legs rest get a right. massage you know ease up <laughs> and i was just just about to piggyback on something you had said um or as you as she mentioned she was kind of feeling it toward the 12 to 14 day mark or maybe take those days at the end kind of like as you was suggesting and spread them out throughout your 14 day trip so like you know we do four days maybe one day off you do something else maybe hit a water park or shop or a little bit or uh hit up the golf course or mm-hmm. ride some horses or uh, rape the chickens. The women. Right off of the women. Uh-huh. Prune the hedges. Uh, the many- who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> God, what a great movie. But anyway, sorry, I, I digress, Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, maybe you, you spread it out a little bit. Do some of the other activities. I know y'all are Parks fans, but realize the world is the world. Yes. Or maybe you go seven days Walt Disney World and then take the Virgin Atlantic from Orlando to Anaheim and go to Disneyland for oh, seven days. That's wow. a good one. How about that? Yeah. I like that. I like what you I like how you just put that. That the world is, Disney is more than just the parks. I mean the resorts are really, really cool. It's yeah. a different type of thing. Look, if all you're about are the thrill rides and the and the um the atmosphere and the ambiance of being in the parks, I mean they've got some really great restaurants, atmosphere, ambiance at the different resorts as well. At the water parks. The water parks are great. I'd rather go to a water park than go to Hollywood Studios these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, at, least, at least until Star Wars and that opens. Exactly. So, there's so much more to see. I, I don't know. I just get worried. I'm, I'm, I'm worried that he's going to burn his wife out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Disney yeah, yeah, yeah. until one day she's going to say, okay, enough. I've done everything. I've seen everything. That, that's my concern. But Hey, uh, look, as long as it's working for them, whatever works. Right. Different strokes, different folks. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you could take two weeks and go to Shanghai and yes. let us know about that. You could take two weeks and go to Tokyo Disney Sea, mm-hmm. uh, Disneyland Tokyo, something that we're, uh, Tokyo Disneyland. Sorry, I got it backwards. And I've, that's something I would like to see. But yeah, maybe start uh, expanding your horizons. A little bit. I don't know. As long as they're not getting tired of it. I mean, yeah. If you're not getting tired of it, by all means. I mean, there's yeah. plenty to do in the parks. Absolutely. We did ten days, and that was the greatest thing. And I wanted awesome. to stay and everything. But again, we did it at a much lower pace. We stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. We mm-hmm. hung in. We sat on the balcony. We drank and watched the animals. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Just being able to because when you do a longer trip part of the beauty of it is that you get to soak in everything it's yeah. not go 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 and I, and I did like the fact that he did the dvc thing the little preview thing and got three fast passes oh yeah the dvc breakfast so that was kind of clever that's like going doing a seeing a timeshare thing getting free tickets to disney yes. or free television or free television or something like that so good for him man good for him but yeah man look anytime you want to write in man we'd be glad to hear it and for the record i would wouldn't mind trying a 14 day trip just for giggles oh no yeah. just to see how that would feel uh but i would definitely tour it a little bit different than you guys yes um are y'all different maybe maybe not maybe different from us which is nothing wrong with that and you might be some there might be other people that are similar you know you all sound like uh, i guess rope drop people maybe so somewhat somewhat if y'all go open to close mm-hmm. um which is totally fine we're we're not that if you no. listen it's shown enough no. but um well, Lee's one of those guys. Lee, Lee likes to go, 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 go when he gets in the park, right, Lee? Yeah, I, I was going to add this, too. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was their first trip, correct? That, yeah, that's that's what they had said, yes. Yeah, and so when it is your first time there, you want to see, you want to soak in all the parts you can. But, you know, after you've been two, three, four times, now you want to do some some different things. And that's when I think the resorts and things like that really come into it. 
staying at different resorts, spending some more time doing things other than the park will come into play. So I can see that when it's your first trip. And I mean, you, you, when you think of Walt Disney World, you think of the parks, the attractions, and the rides. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that makes sense. But I think you know, down the line, as you if you go a few more times, you'll start to maybe get a little more appreciation for things outside the parks. Yeah, because the things outside the parks also have that Disney touch that you also get yeah, inside absolutely. the parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you absolutely. know, as we stated before in the show, one day you're going to have to make that trip to Disneyland if you haven't already. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for writing in, man. We definitely appreciate it. And we look forward to hearing more of your 10, maybe 14 day trips uh, in the future. Who's next? And the next email we have is from Steve Kinsman, a new person that wrote in. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Thanks for writing in. We hope to hear more from you. And he says, first, let me say I pray for all of you, especially Lee in Texas. Ride out Harvey with us as little turmoil as possible. Oh, well, thank you very much on that thank one. You, yes. Appreciate that. And he says, thanks for all the great content throughout the year. Oh, wow. Yeah, thank you, man. Very Definitely cool. appreciate it. And he says, now, thought you guys would enjoy this. Okay. All right, so Eric Grubb, if you're listening, and I know you are, this is the story that we were telling you about. And Steve goes on to write. He says, during our last visit to Disney Hollywood Studios, I experienced the roaming pair of stormtroopers doing their normal can shtick with a pair of middle-aged ladies sitting on a bench. What's happening? Yes, it seemed quite uneventful at the time, but a couple of minutes later, while waiting at Star Wars Dessert Party Kiosk, one of these ladies came stomping up to the kiosk and began yelling at the Dessert Party cast member that she wanted the stormtroopers fired immediately. Oh, (laughs) damn. She said they were extremely rude, and there is no reason why a paying guest should be treated like that. What did you say when he come up to you like, hey, you want to see my blaster? (laughs) <laughs> he's like i promise i won't shoot first yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try this all my own girl that's What's right happening? yeah you want to shine me up i want to do that you know okay wow <laughs> must have been so bad like, like you can't can't talk to them like she can't even pick which one it was right she's like it was the one <laughs> in the outfit him it was the one in, in white wrong, yeah uh, one in white. you get the wrong person fired who's <laughs> to say it was even a guy you don't know who's under the costumes. That's right. And he goes on to say, the cast member tried to calm the woman down, but it was to no avail. This lady was livid and wanted stormtrooper blood. Wow. <laughs> yes. Finally, the cast member, while pointing in the direction of the distant stormtroopers, told the woman that she would need to talk to their ever-present handler, the man wearing the gray shirt. So the lady left in a huff in the direction that the cast member pointed to, looking for the man in the gray shirt. At this very moment... An unsuspecting custodial cast member happened to be walking by in the area between the hysterical woman and the stormtroopers. <laughs> Did I mention this cast member happened to be wearing a gray shirt? <laughs> Do I need to mention that this cast member would soon wish that he had never been born? <laughs> the enraged woman spotted our innocent gray shirted janitor and mistaken him for the stormtrooper handler. I mean, all character handlers character carry brooms and dustpans, right? <laughs> That's funny. She went towards them like a hyena after a wounded gazelle. Good <laughs> Lord. Yes. The poor custodian didn't know what hit him. <laughs> I wish you could have seen his body language. His face looked as if he had gazed into the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, oh wow. damn. Made his, felt, made his face melt. His face right. melt. Don't look. Don't look. Keep she your eyes prob- closed. She's probably screaming at him. You got a broom. Clean this mess up. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> the situation was literally so painful to watch that I had to turn away. 
I imagine that the only remains of the cast member were his clothes and janitorial tools <laughs> wow. lying in a heap on a hot concrete after she got through with him. Cover your heart, janitor man! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Cover your heart, no time for sweep. No time. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't be that guest at Disney and never wear a gray shirt to DHS. P.S. I can't wait for this woman to experience Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Stephen K. Oh, wow. Wow. That yeah. is <laughs> a heck of a story, sir. I want to know, I mean, you know, that's a pretty informative story, but I mean, like, was it, it sounded like she was flirting with the stormtroopers back, right? Or No, like, you've seen, like, what they do is the stormtroopers will go around and they're like, you, come here, we're detaining you, you're a rebel spy, and, you know, they, they behave like stormtroopers. They don't just behave like, you know, uh, People yeah, like normally, yeah, right, like, right. like like Move if along. you go to a um, what am I trying to say? Like if you go to a comic book convention, like it, you can talk to. They have pre-recorded lines that play out, and that's what happens. So, yeah, that woman uh, apparently did not like stormtroopers who acted like stormtroopers. Jeez, that would have been cool if like they just said, "Hey, you want to talk to the handler? There's Darth Vader over there." You know, stuck his hand out, and be like. <laughs> You know, Force choked her. Right. You know, she, <laughs> I don't like the way. <laughs> I find your complaint disturbing. This is disturbing. Yeah, man. Like, come on. Just have some Just have some fun. Now, if they did something, you know, really crazy to her, then, you know, I could totally understand that. But, wow, poor Janet, the guy. He's just like, do, 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 do. Got to sweep. Got to sweep. <laughs> oh, here's this old lady that wants some directions or she wants to ask me a question. Hey, man, what are you up to? <laughs> oh. <laughs> My heart, my face is melting away. Don't look. <laughs> Don't look at the cat janitorial I need to staff. talk to you more about what happened to me. Om Nam Shivai. Om Nam Shivai. Om Nam Shivai. <laughs> Come here with you in the broom with the gray shirt. Shivai, om shivai. I got something to tell you. Solarum, Solarum. The stormtroopers treated me roughly. <laughs> I want heads. I want stormtrooper blood. Yeah. I'm too dainty to be treated like this. That's metal, man. Yeah. That's that, pure metal. Wow, that's crazy. That that happens. That's going to happen. When, he's right. Galaxy's Edge. Yep. There's going to be some guests that are not in on the joke that are not going to like. Sound yep. like she's on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sanity's so like, Edge. They just want to get some bagels or, you know, some continental breakfast. They turn it off to the, the nearest stormtrooper holding cell. Yeah. They're not going to know how to play along. I mean, what did they expect to happen? You know, like, what was she looking for? That's that's the thing. I mean, you, know, you just fuss at somebody. What's the, you know, what's the end goal? This is a good question for Peter. Next time we have Peter on the show. Yeah. To ask, what do you do when the guest has uh, mistook one of your gestures? How right. do you, how did you back out of it when, I'm sorry, I'll just go along now. This is all part of an act is not part of the pre-recorded dialogue. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you call one of those mysterious security men in the other co- undercover outfit that, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the mask. Yep. <laughs> so if you go to Disney World and there's no more stormtroopers, you know the lady to blame. Yeah, you can blame mm-hmm. this lady here, the middle-aged ladies. Middle age, I guess that's like Metal Age. Metal Age. <laughs> yes, I guess middle age is around our age. I got a bone to pick with you. Do you think she even knew what Star Wars was? Probably not. Yeah, yeah, she had to been around. Well, if, she's, if she's our age, she should know what Star Wars is. She should understand. I ain't middle age. Speak I mean, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're from the middle ages yeah <laughs> yeah maybe they're all like like you know that that tv show everybody watches game of thrones game of thrones yeah maybe she's like from the game of thrones i know oh okay could be maybe she was just high that day maybe she was 
Maybe she just needed a, a, a Mickey bar. Yeah, a little blood sugar. A little blood sugar, little yeah. yeah. Maybe she was hangry, waiting for her uh, ADR to come up. I'm hungry. Good Snickers commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a bite out of it. And she's this happy-go-lucky person. Take a bite out of crime. Hey. Stormtrooper. Everybody wear gray shirts now. Yeah, and then she'll never know which one is the handler. Exactly. You're the handler. You're the handler. She'd be like, Oprah. You're the handler. You're the handler. You're the handler. <laughs> Everyone gets a complaint. Yeah, you get right. a complaint. You get a complaint. Everyone gets a piece of this. Yeah. That's what she says. The dude with the broom is like, you want to get swept up, don't you? Hey, let me draw a face with water on the ground. Make <laughs> oh. you happy. <laughs> anyway, so Steve, thank you for writing in with that story, man. That's an incredible story. That is funny. Mm-hmm. That is really, really funny. Yeah. And I'm glad you took the time to kind of witness it. I know you had to look away because it was painful, but man, I we appreciate you bringing this news to the Moeka Nation. Again, moral of the story, don't be that guest. Don't be that guest, man. You're in Disney World. Walt's Disney World. Man, good thing he didn't record that. That could have been really bad. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I wish. Have. I would love to see this. Yeah. yeah. It's on a security camera somewhere. That needs to be like animated or something like it's done and done as a little short. Where Boy, the- <laughs> man, if I knew how to animate things, there were so many things from the show I, I would animate. Yes. Just because it's funny. But I don't know how to do all that business. Maybe I should go to school for that. But I don't really know how to draw. So it's like, well, okay. Oh, you don't need to know how to draw no. nowadays to, to do art. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the computer does it all for you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the oh, use cool. of my degree. You just have to animate. You mean something. I can be an artist too? You can yeah. be an artist yeah. too. Just need patience yes. and creativity. There you go. And be happy. And be happy, unlike this lady who accosted the stormtrooper. Yeah, she's not an artist, I bet. No, probably no. not. Well, Steve, thank you for writing in, man. And look, if everybody else wants to write in and give us the good word from the Weekend Nation, show at magicourway.com is where you can do that. And we'd love to hear from you. You can also write an email. You can also send us a voicemail or a text or however you want to do it, man. And we'll tell you more ways to get in touch with us at the end of the show. Yeah, send us your tragic moments. Not your magic moments. We want to know about the tragic moments where... <laughs> Things weren't quite up to snuff in the Magic Kingdom. That Just day. another tragic Monday. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, we can take something tragic, tragic, and make it magic. Well, that's the funny stuff. Like I, I, I've told the story before, but you know, I remember the guest who called out Goofy for being a guy in a suit one time in the middle of a restaurant. And just being like, um, and this woman was just loud, obnoxious, middle-aged woman. Something, something about being middle-aged. And Maybe it was the same lame woman. It could have been. It could have been. It's a Magic Our Way field report, bringing you experiences from various Disney events and properties. But guys, that's a tune that you probably haven't heard in a while because we haven't done one in a while. And this is a field report slash trip report kind of a thing. And we had one of our Super Moeekans write, uh, write in. No, not write in. They, but they sent us a recording uh, describing their recent trip that they went where they went to Walt Disney World. So yeah, they talked about a whole bunch of different uh, things here. And luckily enough for me, I was able to divide it up into different segments. So um, we're going to kind of chop the report up and present uh, little features here and there with the Roberges. And so today we're going to feature a couple of things that they mentioned uh, just to kind of give you a taste of uh, how their trip was. Um, the first thing they did is they visited the new copper. They, well, they stayed at the new Copper Creek mm-hmm. uh, at the Wilderness Lodge in Walt Disney World. So we get to hear a little bit about that. And the other thing, they got to experience the minivans firsthand. So um, first thing up, we're going to check out is Copper Creek. So yeah, so we thought we'd share um, some 
tips for anybody who might be going in fall or tips for anybody who might be interested in staying at the Copper Creek Villas in the future because we definitely spent a bunch of time there. It was hot, so we went back to the room pretty regularly. Uh, so that's the plan. All right, so we'll dive right in. Yeah, so we, we arrived at um, Wilderness Lodge pretty early on Friday morning. I think it was around 9 or 9.30 um, when we showed up there. Our room wasn't quite ready yet, but they were able to pull some strings. And uh, within 10 or 20 minutes of our arrival, we were able to get in. We stayed in the new Copper Creek Villas, which had just been open um, a couple of months ago, I think. And uh, they were a lot like the other villas that you have at Disney. These were particularly nice just because they had barely been lived into this point no like brand new so um we had a studio on the first floor and i really liked the first floor because you had a sliding door that went out onto your patio instead of a balcony and you could just walk off the patio onto the walkway that was right across from our room and then go to wherever you wanted to go. I so think, I think the best part about that for our, our particular location and for a lot of the villas, uh, at least in the Copper Creek, is when you walk off of your patio, it was probably 50 feet and you were walking into Geyser Point. Um, so you could get snacks, drinks, relax. That's probably one of my favorite locations on property. And to have that so close to your room and, and so easily accessible... Um, was really a huge advantage, I think, to to the the hotel, but more specifically to that particular section of the uh, the Wilderness Lodge. Yeah, Geyser Point just opened up, um, I think, like January or February this past year in twenty seventeen, and I think Geyser Point was one of the reasons why we wanted to stay at Wilderness Lodge this time because the bar is so relaxing. It is a hybrid lounge and quick service location, which sounds really weird, but basically there's a quick service window that you can go up and order from their menu. And it's, I would say a very interesting kind of foodie, like geared towards foodie. Yeah. I think there was definitely some, uh, less typical meals. We ordered a, a, a shrimp and crab cake burger. Right. You aren't really going to find everywhere. Um, yeah. And they have like a bison burger. They have a, or they used to have at least a salmon BLT. Um, they have a little finger foods plate for kids, but instead of it being that like cheapo Danimals yogurt and the goldfish crackers and whatever, no, it it's like, like, a little, like a little charcuterie board almost for, yeah, for kids, kids. Was, like a awesome. carved Turkey and a nice cheddar and quinoa some salad, quinoa salad. So anyway, so it's, it's quick service, but it's quick service done really well. Um, so that's like the, the ordering window that you can go to and it has your, refillable mug station next to it and then sort of around the corner is this really beautiful big bar um and then around the bar is lounge tables so there's couches and chairs like outdoor furniture it's all open air yeah it's like a a, a gigantic patio right uh with a big bar in the middle and a a, a roof a permanent roof over it but yeah. it's, it's all open so you're staring right out at is it bay lake still bay lake at that point? yeah i think it's still bay lake there um, and, and it, it's right on the water um, and, and on a nice day or even a hot day. Um, There's a great breeze. The breeze just blows through there. You can sit down, relax, cool, uh, cool down. Um, the beverages are great. They've got a couple of pretty good beers. Um, their cocktails are unique. Some are good. Some are, you know, depending on your preference. Yeah, we'll talk about what you had. A sweeter side, but um, overall I think they were good. Talk about the um, cocktails that you ordered. Well, actually, I only ordered one cocktail this time. Well, you can talk about the one you had before. 
uh, that's true. The, the, the first time we were there, I ordered, um, I think it was called a black cherry mule. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. was a, a black cherry vodka and ginger beer, and I think there was um, a syrup of some kind in there. Yeah. Um, um, it was pretty good. It was a little on the, the sweeter side for me, um, you know, a little more artificial tasting than I, I generally like. I would say all their cocktails, and I, this is pretty typical of Disney in general, but all their cocktails, I think, are on the sweeter side. At least the ones, we've had three of them. We've had the, the black cherry mule, you like you said. The sangria. I, I had the sangria, and then <clears throat> we also ordered their, like, geyser iced tea or something. Was, yeah, it was their version of the Long Island iced tea. Yeah, which, I mean, those are just, the Long Island iced because tea Because what do you order when it's 1130 with. at night, and you're just, it's your last night, so you're out having fun. <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Can I just say I love the fact that they drink? That makes I, me happy. <laughs> I do, too. They're actually <laughs> really doing a good job of selling it. I almost stayed here. Oh, really? Yeah, we were booking our trip. We just couldn't find enough of them mm-hmm. at the right time that we wanted to. But uh, uh, Lee, Lee remembers, I'm sure, that yeah. was one of the things that we were looking at was Copper Creek. I'd love to check that out someday. And, and just, you know, they did a bunch of different segments, and every segment they talk about food and drink, and I just absolutely love it. That's the exact thing that the show is supposed to be about. Yes, so exactly. that works. Um, real quick, though, they were talking sure. about walking night rides into a patio like yeah a lot of the rooms do that like i remember saying the polynesian and being on the first floor oh yeah they just, do that yeah yeah you slide open your your patio and you just boom patio door and you just go uh but yeah no that's but that's, also highly the proximity of their particular patio to everything that they wanted to get to as far as food and drink i think well that's that lee lost yeah. magic when he books you he makes sure you're around what's going on isn't that right lee I, I definitely do try to do my best. Um, obviously, every uh, request is not always granted, but you know, I try to get people as close to the action as possible. Try to get close to the to the lobby, close to the transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sometimes you cannot uh, find everyone can do the preferred location, so just try to get the best location. Whatever section you're at. Yes, and, yeah. and that's part of the benefit of using a travel agent. I've said it before. I had no idea what I was missing until, yeah. like, I didn't know that you could make a request as to where your room is. I mean, if you don't make this request, you're going to be put wherever they. I mean, wherever the availability. Yeah. Is. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever's left over after everyone else has already made their request. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that that was a revelation. And ever since then, we have not had to walk too far. Last time we went on a vacation, we went to Grand Floridian, and Lee made sure that when we walked out, right where we were was the the little um, the food area. I can't remember what they call it over at uh, Grand Floridian. I'm oh, the food area? Yeah, like where they have like a little cafe where you just, you know, uh, with the refillable mugs and everything like that. Not n- oh, oh. not any of the I main dining about, yeah, areas, yeah. but like, you know, yeah, that where you can go and get your hamburgers and your hot dogs and your Where the plebeians eat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where the plebeians. Where the plebeians. They but have their cake. We were right there, right across from there was a boat launch. We had a great view of the mag- mm-hmm. uh, of, of the castle, and then right beyond that was the uh, the the which, where the buses were. Excellent. So it was yeah. a great location, and that uh, again, uh, that's not magic. That is Lee Lasavica. That's a Viagravica. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stick Viagra it in there. Magic. Yes, twenty four karat magically. Little little magic Vika. <laughs> little magic Vika. Magic Vika. Is that what you call your offspring? Yeah. Magic Vika. <laughs> 24 karat magic fika. That's magic right. fika that. junior. Uh, Lee just broke out his uh, lightsaber. Oh. I was going to say. <laughs> He's thinking about Viagra Vika. So, boing, lightsaber. Woo. Don't tick off any middle-aged women. <laughs> what do you got there? Yeah, no kidding. I want a bison burger now. I, oh, I know. Man. I want a bison burger. I want that charcuterie board that he was talking about. That's how they great. For the kids. 
I want I want all the food that they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, my kid would eat that though. Quinoa, turkey. Yeah, but get the kid. I would eat that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that kid. You're not touching that. I get the kids charcuterie board. Oh, that's what I love. I love about the Wilderness Lodge is that when you go there, it's again atypical food. It's mm-hmm. going to be stuff like that. Like when you go to uh, Artist Point, you, that yeah. they serve bison there. I mean, it's not your typical food. It's it's more earthy, if you will. Earthy, yeah. earthy. Yeah, more adventurous. Yes. But alas, that what is that that uh that that soup that's no longer there? Oh, the smoky portobello smoky mushroom portobello. soup. Portobello, damn. Anyway, so they proceed on. The drinks were pretty sweet, I would say overall. But we had a couple beers there we too. Had a couple of beers that we really the beer liked. list. I would say, like, if you're really into craft beer, the beer list is okay. It was small. Um, you know, they had your typical Bud Light. Um, I had. I'm forgetting the brewery right now, but it was a Florida brewery. It was a, a really solid IPA that I had. Um, good color, nice and hot. Lee, uh, you, you booked that trip, correct? Yes. Was this one of the ones where they left the youngins at home? Uh, they left the little one at home. They took the daughter. Okay. Oh, you took the older one. That's right. They, they left the baby. They left the baby. The daughter's with them. Okay, I was just curious because I'm like, wow, this is a lot of bar time for, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, young. Yeah. The kids. See if you got to learn about the bar sometime. Thought of young. No, I'm with you. Look, trust me, me and my wife wish we could get the, you know, like that kind of bar. Now we can because Lily's older. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I knew they just had a, a baby, so I didn't. Well, they know how that just yeah, yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Samuel. He's, right. Uh, he he got to stay behind. Yeah, okay. That makes sense then. Okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Moving on. Craft beers. <laughs> He's curious. Oppie. <laughs> I had like a rogue. Like, you had right? the rogue, rogue dead guy. Yeah. Which they advertise as amber ale. I've always been under the impression it was a Bach. Um, more on the maltier side. It was really good. Brew, uh, rogue being from Oregon, I think. Um, so not local, but you know, in that sort of craft beer ish, um, though somewhat larger um, category. Yeah. So Geyser Point was our first stop when we got to Wilderness Lodge. And it was, like we said, super convenient because if you're in the Copper Creek Villas, that wing of the Wilderness Lodge goes right out into the main pool area, which is the like where the geyser is and the water slide. So the main pool area is right there. And then Geyser Point Bar is right next to that. And it has that quick service window. And then it has the new quiet pool right next to that. Um, so you're basically where our room location was, which is the the that particular wing of Wilderness Lodge is all Copper Creek Villas. There was two pools that were within a 30-second walk. Yeah, I was within 100 feet. Geyser Point was right there, too. And you're, So Geyser Point is a full quick-service location, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a mu- refillable mug station. Say, that's the other nice thing at Geyser Point is if you have the dining plan or if you just like to purchase the refillable mugs in general, um, there's a, a fill station right at Geyser Point. So when you get back from a long day at the park, you need a drink. It's a very, very quick walk to fill up your mug and bring it right back to your room and um, you know, get ready to, uh, to end the day. Yeah. So we can talk a little bit more about Wilderness Lodge kind of as we go. But I overall, I think we were super happy, especially with the room and the room location. Um, just a little bit of information about the studios, because I know people are always kind of curious. There was one queen-size bed that was really beautiful, and it was raised up high because the idea is that you can have like your suitcases and stuff stored underneath the bed, so I thought that was pretty thoughtful. And then there was your typical pull-out. That, was the pull-out queen-sized? Uh, I it seemed like it might have been bigger than full, but not quite queen-sized. I don't know. Uh-huh. It was a... It was a 
double, like a two cushion sofa that pulled out. Yeah, it could have um, fit two people. It could have fit two for sure. Two people. Um, so for seats <clears throat> for adults, and it did not have the pull down that some of those studios have had recently. So it is not a five person room. It is a four person room maximum. I would um, say three most comfortably four if you're pushing willing to squeeze yeah um and there was just some nice storage all throughout the room great drawers um there was a little kitchenette so it had the mini fridge and the microwave and the little um like dish set and a sink kitchen sink a small closet and then the bathroom i thought was really well done they had the toilet and the shower together with a pocket door that slid closed and the shower had like the rain shower head but then mm. also a hand shower and the hand shower was awesome and it's especially awesome if you have kids because it just makes it so easy to just rinse them off and rinse out their hair and i loved that part of it i thought that was really thoughtful too so the shower was great and then the other part of the bathroom was the vanity area. It was a single sink. I was to say, I would have liked it to have been a double sink. Those was, are nice. Yeah, it was a single sink, which was a little bit of a bummer. But the bathroom was very pretty. And um, there was a another big sliding like farmhouse door mm-hmm. that had a mirror attached to it that slid closed to close off the vanity area. Yep. So technically, you had like three separate areas in the room. You had like the basic room part. And then I guess four, if you count the kitchenette as a separate area. Yeah, it was all kind of open to the same thing. Yeah, so it was like an open space where you sleep in the kitchenette. And then there was a door that you could close to the vanity area and a door that you could close to the shower and toilet area. So I thought that was pretty good. It was. I think think really the only complaint that I have about the room um, in terms of size is when you have the pull-out bed pulled out, there's very, very little room to actually walk around or you can't really use the yeah. tables and chairs um, <clears throat> because the, the, pull-out, sure. the pull-out bed takes up all of the space you would have had. So if you're sleeping more than two people in there and you're planning on using that sofa bed, don't plan on having much room otherwise for anything else. Um, Unless you take it down every night. Ex- exactly, exactly. We chose not to because we weren't in the room all that often and it was just two of us and, and you know our, our five-year-old daughter. So it wasn't a huge deal, um, but again, if you're spending a lot more time in the room, that's definitely something to consider. Yeah, so we like the room. Um, I, th- I think otherwise, Wilderness Lodge was was really nice. Um, I think our only complaint about Wilderness Lodge, if we're kind of covering the resort here, um, was transportation. Transportation was a big challenge at this resort for some reason. And I don't know if it was Wilderness Lodge or if it was just... Disney transportation could have been having an off time. I don't know. It was like a bad weekend or something. Anytime we wanted to go anywhere, it was pretty much a minimum of a 20 minute wait. Yeah. I mean, inevitably, and this is no one else's fault. We would miss our bus. We would walk up just as it's pulling away. Um, but then several times it was at least 30 minutes, if not longer till the next, for the next bus. And, and twice, um, you know, when we were going to animal kingdom and Epcot, you know, the Animal Kingdom bus would show up and directly behind it would be a second Animal Kingdom bus. And the same thing happened with Epcot. Two buses would show up at the exact same time. So, yeah, it was so frustrating. Um, <clears throat> um, and again, like we just happened to have some bad luck or we missed the buses. Um, but to have two pull up one right behind the other, like that's clearly a mistake. It's, it's ridiculous. It's clearly a mistake. So 
they were definitely off on transportation. And again, I don't know if it's a wilderness lodge thing. We've never stayed there before, but we've also never really had this problem that bad before. Like we've had the occasional time where we've had to wait 20 to 30 minutes for a bus. Like that happens. But this was was pretty much every every single time we needed a bus. It was a minimum of a 20 minute wait could be longer. Um, And so that was frustrating. Uh, But that was really my my only complaint with wilderness lodge. Yeah, I, I think I think so too. Everything else was was it was clean. It was very well themed. Um, it's know, beautiful. It's, it, it is. The pool was great. The water slide was great. Yeah, I think we probably spent an hour just going up and down the water plenty, slide. Plenty, plenty so. of shade at the pool. I think a lot of the resorts yep. um, don't have a lot of shade. And so we always found shaded chairs, which was nice. Yep, they had a, a decent number of tables around the pool area as well. So, um, you know, you could bring your, your lunch or dinner and um, get a table by the pool and, and you'll be fine. So um, it, was a, it, was, it was a really nice area. Cool. So that was our check into Wilderness Lodge and sort of our quick review, or maybe not so quick, of Copper Creek Villas. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Wow. It wow. sounds nice. I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to give it a shot and try it. I, I like their chemistry. I like. <laughs> I really do. Like, I, I was. They're very descriptive, like of the room, and it was. They were just like. I felt like I was like watching uh, or listening to like a, a HGTV kind of commentary. Like. No, it was nice. You know, I listened like uh, I listened to the whole things because we were trying to figure out how to handle the 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 awesomeness they had presented us with. Yeah. The girth, the girth the that girth. they had sent us the, the Robert's girth. Yes. Yeah. Quite impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, so I just took that girth and chopped it up. But take, you know, it takes, take uh, the girth. Ouch! I did it like Yang Kang Cook. I just chop, done. Hold you tight. Know, chop. Um, Getting girth. Yeah. So that was. I mean, uh, I love the description of the beers. You know, that's great. I'm yeah. kind of curious to try that out. You know, hopefully Ryan is still listening to the podcast. The mm-hmm. guy who who we were just talking yeah. about a minute ago. This is what you're like. Maybe I'm missing something with the resorts. Hopefully, you just heard that. That's what you're missing. Yeah, that wonderful thing of hey, we just we wandered around the resort. We found this nice little uh, bar area mm-hmm. that we sat down, and they had all these wonderful, unique food items with this pool with this really luscious. There's an hour on the slide on the pool, water yeah. slide. Yeah. There's a geyser that goes off. I mean, I've stayed at Wilderness Lodge a number of times, so I mean, I, I know it quite well. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, the theme park magic translates to the entire world. It does. You know, the atmosphere, the feeling of it, the, the attention to detail. It's it's not, I mean, yeah, it's in the parks, but it's also in every nook and cranny of the actual world itself. Right, as much as they immerse you into the idea that you're in Africa when you're in the animal kingdom or that you're in, um, I don't know, uh, you're in a, a, a land of fantasy and fantasy land. new world. There you go. It's as good as they do when they, you know, they make you feel like you're in uh, this rustic setting, yeah. like uh, at Wilderness Lodge, North, I mean, the Pacific yeah. Northwest, you know, in exactly. the, the lands. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and they sound really relaxed. Like you could tell they were on vacation. Like, whew, we needed that. Like they, they were really cool. They enjoyed the time. They enjoyed the food. One thing they said, though, that they are right about, though, is the, the size of the studios. Yeah, yeah, they advertise those studios. They can fit up to like five or six people. Uh-uh. No. I, unless you're bohemian and you really, you don't mind. There's no concept of personal space. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where's he going with that? Yeah. Uh, unless you really don't have any problem with people being all up in your, your area and your space. And, you know, sp- people being close up on you and sleeping, you know, crammed in with somebody that you, yeah, it's not, 
those studios are very 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 small yeah absolutely wow yeah it, it's it definitely true even in the uh the c-frame like in the contemporary bay lake towers the yes. studios are pretty darn tight we stayed at a studio and i couldn't believe how small it was yeah you're right we did well you guys about to find out for himself that the uh saratoga springs there but those rooms aren't made for five people six people they're made for four people not even four people two people max <laughs> three people if you're close <laughs> just because you can fit four people in a bed doesn't mean four people have room to be comfortable in there doesn't mean you want to sleep with somebody. You're like, hey, cousin Joe, we'll sleep with three other people. Yeah. <laughs> As for the transportation thing, I've always, I've always found that transportation works well when you first get there, and it breaks down as you've been there longer and longer. I don't know why it is. Uh, I have used the transportation at Wilderness Lodge, and it's worked fine. And mm-hmm. at other times, I mean, whatever it is, that you you reach this bad patch where the people who are in charge are not doing their job very well and you're stuck waiting for a while. And that's not just at Wilderness Lodge. That's anywhere I've ever stayed. I've stayed at Grand Floridian and waited for an obscene amount of time. All right, cool. So uh, speaking of transportation, they sent us a report. Uh, They tried the minivans. Yes. So uh, this is something that I'm intrigued in and something that definitely when I go back, I'm going to give it a shot. So uh, let's hear their quick report on the minivans. So then after we did Geyser Point and the pool on Friday, we went to dinner and then we were headed to the Halloween party. So this was the September 1st Halloween party. It was, I think, the third Halloween party of the year. And in order to get to our dinner, well, we had a reservation at Ohana. And in order to get to our dinner, we decided to try and use the minivans because getting to another resort from your resort, as everyone knows, can be very difficult if they're not within walking distance of each other. So you often have to take some mode of transportation to a park and then from the park, you have to go to the next resort. And the problem recently, especially at Magic Kingdom, is if you're going to the Magic Kingdom and then you're going to switch transportation to another resort you have to go through bag check which is super frustrating and it takes a bunch of time if the lines are bad and so like ideally we probably would have taken the boat from wilderness lodge to magic kingdom and then just gone to the polynesian on the monorail or another boat Um, but because of the new bag check situation at the boat launch you have to get your bag checked again as soon as as soon as you're walking off the dock from the boat you're you're, you're funneled directly into a security check and there's no way around it. Um, similarly, if you were to take a bus and then try to catch a monorail or a, a boat You have to there, go through the bus bag the check. The buses funnel directly into a bag check and before you even get into the open courtyard where you can access the monorail and the boats, uh, you have to go through a bag check. So it, it's become... What was already a difficult operation to complete has become more difficult um, As, because really of the through magic check. kingdom especially it, exactly the other parts the bag kingdom. check is closer to the gate so you don't run into that but at magic kingdom you do but coming from wilderness lodge magic kingdom is the closest park so it's right. obvious that that's where you want to switch transportation right so that was frustrating for us the only time you don't run into that is if you are changing from a resort that your primary mode of transportation is a bus to Magic Kingdom, and then you're going to another resort where the primary mode of transportation is also a bus. So if you can go from bus to bus you quickly, bus then you area. can avoid the bag check. But basically, if you're going from one transportation mode to another, you have to go through bag check at Magic Kingdom, which can be long. So we wanted to avoid that, and we used the minivan service. So we were told that the minivans were only for people who are staying at Beach Club, Yacht Club, or Boardwalk. 
But as soon as we checked into Wilderness Lodge, they handed us a big advertisement about the minivans and said that if we went to concierge, they would activate my phone to call the minivans. So I think they're doing it at all the deluxe resorts was sort of my impression. Um, I heard this and I was thinking, minivans assemble! (laughs) (laughs) I'll form the head. Come together, minivans! (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So there you go. Walter <laughs> Mom. Form of a soccer mom. Form of a soccer mom. <laughs> Mercy. All right, here we go. They did not seem to be doing those or advertising it at the value or the moderate resorts. And no. you did have to be, you couldn't just show up at Wilderness Lodge and ask to be activated. You had to be a, um, a resort guest to get it activated. Was it just the, the regular Lyft app? That- yes. Lee, is Saratoga Springs a resort, a deluxe resort? Yes. Good. All right. Never mind. You're going to try the minivan? <laughs> I want the minivan. Cool. Yeah, I want it. I want I'm, I'm curious to see minivan. what you think. And uh, they're about to talk about the whole Lyft app thing because uh, this is something we bring up before that we hadn't mentioned on the show before that if you know, the minivan is associated with Lyft. Yes. Disney made a deal with Lyft. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I think the Raz pointed out the fact, and Raz, be safe out there. Oh, the yeah. Raz definitely. is in Florida. Good well, luck. I brought your name. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Yes. Uh, keep in touch with us. Well, we love, we appreciate the posts you've been putting up. Uh, but anyway, yeah, she mentioned that GM has a little bit of a stake in Lyft, mm. hence the connection to Disney and Test Track and the sponsorship yes. and all that. So I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes a little bit of a sense there. They were ap- activating for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So it's not through your My Disney Experience app, which is a little crazy because everything seems to be through that app, but it's through the Lyft app. And so you download the regular Lyft app and you, <clears throat> I, if I had a code, I probably could have gotten somebody a free ride, but I didn't have a code. So I just downloaded the Lyft app and it gave me like a promo that I get $3 off every ride for the next 15 days or something or $3 off the next five rides. Anyway, I don't quite remember, but so you get, you download the app, they install that promo for you. And then the concierge sends you an invitation text message and you click on the invitation text message. And then if you go back into your Lyft app, when you search for a a taxi, essentially, or when you search for a Lyft car, you can select minivans and the minivan option doesn't show up unless you've been invited. Oh, that was how that worked. So I got the minivan as an option on my Lyft and and then after you get that option, you can use it all over property. Mm-hmm. So you have to like start at a deluxe resort where you're staying, but you can then use it whenever else, anywhere from property. Um, we didn't use it again. We only used it that one time, but uh, it was we good were, to know. I think we were more just curious about it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was more about the novelty. Let's try it out and, and see how it works. So we tried it out. Um, right now, because they're in testing, I don't think they have that many minivans that are out and about. So we did have to wait 15 minutes for the minivan to show up, which was frustrating because I had kind of expected it to be like, boop, here it is, get in the car. <laughs> right. Um, and when it wasn't like that, it was like, oh, man, we should have waited for a bus, which is clearly was faster than a bus. But yeah. it was just frustrating to not have it be right there, especially since you're paying all that money. So speaking of money, um, the minivan service is $20 per trip. So that's not round trip. That's like per leg it's twenty dollars so if you go out and back it'll be forty dollars total so we just went out to the polynesian and i did have that promo code from lyft so it did take three dollars off of my ride so it ended up being seventeen dollars total you are not allowed to tip at all um so that's included 
Um, the nice thing about the minivans is that it does come with two car seats. And once they see the ages of your children, they will adapt the car seat to be whatever is the right fit for your child. So our daughter is plenty big enough for a booster seat. So they took the car seat that they had in the van out and converted it into a booster seat. But it could have easily been rear facing for an infant all the way up to like our daughter, large enough for just a booster chair. And that's nice. It's nice to just know that two car seats are included. You don't have to request it. It's just they're going to show up with the two car seats. It's just a little awkward to watch them fumbling with getting the car seat installed. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a nice part of the service. So anyway, we get to the Polynesian. And just out of curiosity, Josh was like, how much did we just overpay for that? Like, how much would an Uber have been? And if we were going to get an Uber with a car seat, I looked it up. The Uber would have been $15. And we paid 17 And we paid 17 So it actually wasn't that much more expensive than Uber for the car seat. Right. If you didn't need a car seat, we would have... It would have been overpaid. like double. Yeah. Oh. It would have been like double the cost of an Uber if you didn't need the car seat. But <clears throat> if you did need the car seat, uh, it was much... It was much closer and really not that much more money than an Uber. So it was convenient. And the ride from Wilderness Lodge to the Polynesian, as probably a lot of the listeners know, is super short. So we ended up getting to the Polynesian probably in a total of 20 minutes. I think so. And that was waiting 15 minutes for it to show up and then waiting for the driver to put the car seat in. <laughs> Driving uh, us the two minutes to the Polynesian. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it's a good service. Do I think I would use it again? Probably not just because I, I still feel like even $17 to go, you know, a two minute drive is a little steep, um, but it was fun. You know, the, the cars are fun looking. They're all brand new. So they're, they're very nice inside red cars with white polka dots. And it's a Disney you know, cast member. It is. The driver was, she was great. Um, you know, we talked about her, her husband is a chef and she was interested in our vacation and what we were doing. So the, the, typical Disney service, you know, they were, they were great. Um, I just, I don't really personally think it's a service that I would use regularly. Now, if I'm in a bind and I need to get from resort to resort, uh, and I need to do it pretty quickly, uh, it's going to be more efficient than taking a bus for sure. For sure. Um, but I think that's probably the only situation where I would actually see a value to using that service. So yeah, so there's the whole minivan experience that they had. Well, this sucks because I have questions now. I want to know where they were let out at. I want to yeah. know, you know, if they the driver kind of get a little Disney a little spiel, a little, little magic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, be curious. And you know, the awkward thing that I noticed is that uh, the whole thing about installing the seats while you're there, once they see them, yeah, uh, they've got to go to a point to where it's like you can specify the ages of the kids and they have it pre-installed before they show up or something like that. That bites into some time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? I think the only time I'd attempt a minivan is going from wherever my resort, my home resort is Saratoga. So I'd probably take it from there to Magic Kingdom. And that's mm-hmm. about it. Just to give it a shot and see. Yeah. But um, they mentioned something, that, you know, it's two car, two kid seats. I mean, I have three kids. So I don't, I wonder how that would um, work out. Yeah. I don't know what the maximum capacity for, um, if it's anything like the studios, I mean, I'm sure they think you can jam in six people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a minivan, right? So, they gotta have like uh, at, at least, least another five. set of yeah. seats. Yeah, behind. Yeah, which uh, which the the driver, the passenger. So. Oh, absolutely. I look. Trust me. I think like when we go on our trip, I think that we'll have enough people to fit in one van. Mm-hmm. And if, so, if we want to do a minivan, it'd be probably like two or three dollars per person. And at that point in time, who cares? 
you know uh, so you're gonna facebook live that facebook live the minivan yeah if 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 i can figure out how to do it i'll do it oh yeah no i'll show you it's pretty easy and then we can have the danny and eli show Danny and Eli travels with Danny and Eli. Oh, yeah. you bet. You bought until my will. wife slaps my phone out of my hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that does sound intriguing. I, I yeah. do. I would like to know whether or not you know she dropped some knowledge on them or you what kind of like what was the interaction with the cast member? Like I'm sure yeah, Josh experience. and Rachel know it all, and they said she was a good cast member like i'm sure they know like anything that she was going to tell them they would probably already know well see, they probably said well you know i listen to the magic Army podcast so i know everything <laughs> <laughs> you're right smooth that was smooth <laughs> yeah our yeah. listeners are edumacated <laughs> that's right yeah the Moicans know something that's right they know something something a little something a little bit here a little bit there um but yeah man that was that was a pretty awesome that's a little taste of what's coming and they did other segments uh, you know that will hopefully feature in the show, and then and so yeah, we'll figure out ways to get Josh and Rachel back. You know to talk more about the trip. Who, who knows? Maybe some people have some some segments that they would like to hear. Maybe there's more that Josh and Rachel didn't think about that they can go go ahead and hit us to. Because like I said, now we have questions yeah. and yeah, yeah. Let us know. Definitely send us a shoot. Send us another recording. But thank you guys. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, so that ends that little a segment of the trip report for now. So yes. moving on. And guys, yes, just did say we do have a full show for you today, and we are here in the hub, and we have a quick little thing that I want to chat about, uh, something that I listened to on another show, and it happens to be an article that was also featured of the uh, website of the same name, Orlando Informer, uh, wrote an article entitled, Is Indiana Jones Land Coming to Animal Kingdom? Uh, well, you read the article, and then you listen to the show when they discuss it, it leads to an idea of IPs coming to the parks. Not just, you know, IP for one attraction. We're talking about whole land IPs, the entire thing. And one of the hosts on the show attributes the blame to Harry Potter for creating this whole trend for entire land IPs. And I will almost go as far as going back in time to the time of Michael Eisner at Walt Disney World when he was trying to get the entire synergy thing happening. Uh, hence, uh, Countdown to Extinction became Dinosaur. Yes. To join up with the movie. And then all the other attractions uh, that came along after that had to have an IP attached to it. So mm-hmm. it wasn't so much a land, but just like a particular attraction. Yeah, Harry Potter might have been the first land yes. to really be developed uh, out of uh, an IP uh, that yes. had nothing to do with something Disney had uh, thought up. But yeah, the. Do you think what it about was a full experience of the entire section uh, of, uh, of that park was based on an IP, the world of Wizard uh, uh, of Harry Potter, the Wizard well, World of Harry Potter. Well, kind of wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Was, I was going to ask about that. Not Adventureland, a Bugs Land, no, Adventureland, no, Adventureland. Adventure How can Adventureland be based upon one IP? Well, I mean, it's Marvel. So it's just like... Are you talking characters. about Marvel Adventure Island? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about Universal. We're talking about Universal, yeah. That is true. That is true. That right. would count. Yeah, Islands of Adventure. Island of Adventure. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew Adventure was, was in there. It's like, hey, hey. Yeah, so that particular host did attribute Harry Potter, but just like you said, in California Adventure, they do have a Bugs Land. A Bugs Land. That was one that was just a full IP in the mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the... Cars the Land. Oh, yeah, Cars Land. Cars came, Land came before Harry Potter, didn't it? Maybe Harry maybe Potter was... The, maybe Harry Potter was first and then Cars Land came after? I don't remember now. I think 
the thing is, uh, Harry Potter was pretty much the game changer, though, that it was just done so well by someone other than Disney that it was like, oh, man, that, that changed everybody's way of thinking about how to do things. And that's possible. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, look, people have the tendency to overcorrect. They find one thing that works, everyone wants to copy it. Right. And so you kind of like, oh, we haven't been doing that kind of thing. Let's get into that. And they overcorrect. So instead right. of like doing one or two good properties, like Harry Potter is a once in a lifetime kind of, uh, and, well, maybe not once in a lifetime, like but juggernaut. once in every 10 yeah. year kind of. Yes. Intellectual property, yeah. where it just hits across every age group, every uh, demographic. You want more of that. There's this yes. a rich. T- it just, that kind of thing does not come along very often. And, right. and trying to make Avatar, Harry Potter, yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. In fact, you mentioned Avatar. The article does talk about Disney came online with Avatar Land, and they're also going to be coming online with Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge. Um, and so they're also talking about the rumor is, you know, Indiana Jones land coming to animal kingdom, specifically meaning they're going to replace the whole Dino, Dino land USA area, yeah. um, with the implication that maybe the, since it's the same ride system, um, the Indiana Jones adventure uh, would come or, you know, the, uh, the, the Isle of Mara, the eye of Mara mm-hmm. will come from Disneyland to Walt Disney world. And then the rest of the. Uh, Dino Land will change. Uh, they're going to keep the Boneyard because it's a kind of adventure thing, but everything else will be based upon the Indiana Jones property, which up until this point, they haven't really done anything with other than like announce you know, like the next Indiana Jones movie. I would love to see the Boneyard turned into like a scene where just like on the first Indiana Jones movie where you had to go through all those traps and that gets shot by the arrows and you had a hitter replace the idol with the sand. Like little kids <laughs> like the stud to, show? Like that. Yeah, the, no, 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 no. Better like, than the stunt show. <laughs> yeah, you're in the stunt show. <laughs> make the boneyard and make an attraction of Indiana Jones. Like you're Indiana Jones, and you got to go through the the the, the cave and, and and don't step on the spikes and get chased by the big ball at the end. But you're the one. You're you're the one being you're Indiana Indy. Jones. Indy, yeah, uh, fedora. Like you're Indiana Jones. How would that? I, I think that's a horrible idea. You're talking about so much liability and people getting run over by a big different machine rock, but I'm cool with it either. There's a big ball coming up again. It's a big ball. They're like flat, like a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> they don't make <laughs> it. Leave it to the legalities of it. I think it's a horrible idea just because, I mean, it was bad enough putting Avatar Land into Animal Kingdom. Now you're putting, you're taking out, the idea was it was supposed to be a land of animals that exist, animals that never exist, animals that used to exist, and the dinosaurs. So now you're going to get rid of dinosaurs. You, you, you've already done away with the dragons and yeah. the unicorns and the all mythical, that kind of... Yeah. Exactly. At what point do you just get rid of the animals, too, because and just make it like a regular theme park? If you get rid of right. flights, what? I'll be pissed. Well, that's what I'm saying. At some point in time, like you go down this path, Animal Kingdom is going to become what happened to Epcot and what happened to studios where you lose your identity. I don't uh, want it to well, be right, a you know, That's exactly what I said when we were talking about the, the when we did the quest for the best. That's what I said. That you know, this, five years from now, this whole animal kingdom thing might not be the same concept. They get rid of the animals over there, and then you know they're going to get rid of Rafiki's Planet Watch, and it's not going to be the same concept that it was originally. No, Rafiki's Planet Watch. I'll, I'll give them that. They can get yeah. rid of that. No, no. I mean, I get yeah. it again. No, no, but, no. I mean, I'm you with you. Say the same thing about Dino Land. You know, like, hey, get rid of it. But what do they replace it with? And if they replace it with something that's non 
animals, then it takes away a little bit of what animal kingdom is. Well, let's be clear. <laughs> let's, wait, <laughs> that's the key word. Is animal kingdom is animal? Yeah. Let's make a distinction yeah, exactly. here. Uh, it's right in the title. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> Let's make a distinction here. Now, there's a difference between getting rid of Dino Land, uh, Chester and Hester, and getting rid of Dinosaur and the Boneyard, which to me are legitimate dinosaur-related attractions. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm fine. I want that to stay. And if you want to take Chester and Hester and put Indiana Jones over there, I think it helps weaken the concept mm -hmm. but i'm fine with that i mean it's pretty much a waste of an area anyway right I, i'm i would rather see them come up with something a little bit more dinosaur i mean that was what i was gonna say like you just have you just need the character you just need indiana jones like there really isn't an indiana jones world in 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 the sense like if you think about it Every movie, he has, like, you know, a, a different co-star. I mean, it's not like, oh, this is the, you know, the Brat Pack showing up for another adventure with, you know, whip-cracking fun. You know, it, <laughs> if they wanted to go ahead and say, I think, here's Indiana Jones, he's a dinosaur, let's just, uh, like, you know, let's just CGI him in the screens or something like that. I mean, he's, you know, he's doing an archaeological dig, you know, and put that theme in there with what they already have existing uh that makes a little more sense to me but making its own adventure more sense than then bringing the actual attraction from disneyland over well yeah i mean it doesn't make sense to me if you have the movie and you just put everything that's already in the movie that everybody's already seen as opposed to if you say here's an indiana jones adventure but it's made you know disney style we have our own you know twist on it so that way it's not something everyone is familiar with they only need to be familiar with the character all right well speaking of movie that's my whole kind of impetus about bringing this article up these are the big fancy words I, right now man yeah well you know it helps nobody's impotent okay <laughs> you know you're you impotastic got, you got vika you're yeah. impotastic how about that, that vika viagra i got a little um, blue pill for you all right yeah, yeah. so but anyway yeah so i brought this article up because it's like you know the question is i guess how far will they go for instance okay uh you know um i don't know if they'd ever do this in magic kingdom but what if they decided to retheme Adventureland to an entire or like pirates land like a tortuga land everything's themed with pirates and you know the tree gets rethemed and the the, the little spinner ride gets rethemed um what if they did that what if they use that same concept i don't know how they would do it but that's how they decide to fix future world like how far do you think this will go where whole ip areas will start to exist in theme parks of today if there's money to be made, they'll just keep pushing it. I mean, well, there is that. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, the, that's a the almighty dollar will kind of dictate that. That's a, that's a management thing, too. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know who's all of the different big wigs that they have there, but one thing I've always seen in different organizations that I've worked at is whenever they hire that new person based on whatever previous experience they have, they hope that that person will creatively change what the existing property already is and it's like nah you just need to you know tweak it yeah. in my opinion a little bit but once you start like revitalizing I mean, like yeah i just want to do it this way because they have to prove why you hired them so i i hope they don't do that and keep it uh still familiar to me while i'm an old man with a cane but um yeah if there's money to be made they're gonna keep pushing it you know that's where the bonuses come from yeah, so it's like, how, like, where would you draw the line? Where would y'all draw the line to where it's like, okay, this is too, too much? 
Or much, is there a line to be drawn? Too much IP? Like, yeah, like, too much IP. This mm, is too much. It's like, you know. Now. <laughs> yeah. Now. now. I would probably, yeah, right. Time is now. Right about this, yeah. now. I, I mean, they put, uh, what, 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 um, Romancing the Stone. They, they started to bring yeah. that in. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, wow. That's old school right there, yeah, man. Buddy. You know. Danny Vito, you know. <laughs> I mean, look, there are very few things out there that are multi-film level good. Like right. where it's like it, this merits like a single attraction and attraction. Like look at the Indiana Jones franchise that we're even talking about here. You've got maybe two good movies, two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. I would say out of four. That's not great. With a five on the horizon. Yeah, with a fifth one coming <laughs> on the horizons where Indy's in his 70s. I mean, I, again, I like Indiana Jones, but I mean, there are very few things that deserve their own land. And I think Avatar's kind of proven that out. I, again, they've done a good job, but I mean, it hasn't done the numbers that they thought it would do. Right, right. right. And that's part of it. And, and, you know, by the way, I mean, while we're talking on this, uh, Jim Hill's already kind of dismiss this whole idea as being fan speculation right, right. at best so i mean I, i'm not worried about it happening it made no sense to me to begin with mm-hmm. like really you're just going to do an overlay to dinosaur and that's going to bring the people in no i mean there's so much more uh that they could do with existing spaces that to, to do an overlay to dinosaur just makes no sense i mean have we gotten to the point where i mean really as kids weren't dinosaurs the coolest thing in the world have yeah. we gotten to the point where, where we're saying that ah, dinosaurs just aren't cool cool to kids. enough they're, they're so, really? they're so <laughs> passe exactly they're it's, old <laughs> makes no sense so well yeah. they might do a sea world thing and create the virtual 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 reality version of all the attractions yeah. So you can either ride the ride as is, or you can put on these nifty little glasses that project a, a diff- totally different mm-hmm. uh, world for you to experience. That's you know has the same feeling as the ride. But I see that makes more sense for like the younger group because they would be way more into something techie than you know walking around a lot. Well, <laughs> 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 so what you were talking about before, like when is when is too much enough? And like I say now, like look at Men in Black. Men in Black was a great film, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rich universe, good things to to pull from yeah. in order to go ahead and uh, construct a ride. And they didn't. And Universal did a great job in, in, in making a ride out of it. But Men in Black 2 and Men in Black 3 were just not good movies. Right. <laughs> they right. just weren't. I mean, and that's a, it's a good, rich uh, universe to pull from where you could really come up. But that, that's a thing. And I think we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best movies make the worst attractions and sometimes the best attractions will make terrible movies mm-hmm. because some attractions are meant to be experienced in a, in a short period of time and two hours worth of it i mean look the haunted mansion is great but it's a disjointed experience mm-hmm. where where you're experiencing it's not um a cohesive story from start to finish you're experiencing it's an experience you're experiencing different things as they occur to you mm-hmm doesn't necessarily make the greatest movie and we saw that with eddie murphy i mean not to Tower say that it very well themed. oh no yeah. i want to mention yeah yeah exactly whereas pirates of the caribbean it was yeah that was by pure chance exactly but they have it they've they're still trying to capture that magic and they can't right oh, because right. they landed it the first time and now it's it's harder to reproduce so yeah. very few worlds are, are so rich and in, in, in deserving of a whole uh land being based upon right how, I mean, how about how about in epcot you ready for this yeah back to the future world 
Back to the future. Back to the future world. <laughs> Marty! Where you can step in the DeLorean and go to Horizons. That's right. The, the, the test track, that's all you ride is DeLoreans. <laughs> the little sparks pop off yeah. from the tires. And you actually go 88. Say what you will, that's three good movies in a row. They never had a bad one. That's true. So, they were right. smart to end it. They like, knew the you could take the choo-choo to another park, so you mm-hmm. have to pay an extra admission. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you could time travel through there. Big In trouble that. little China Pavilion. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd be all over that. <laughs> I'd be all over that. You step into the streets of Chinatown, and there's old Jack Burton. Old Jack Burton. <laughs> <laughs> the Pork o- Chop Express. Old That's Jack right. Burton says, what the hell? Oh, that'd be the new 360 movie. What? The Jack Burton Experience. Oh, oh wow. Good Lord. <laughs> Call the president. <laughs> <laughs> Better yet, why not just have Indiana Jones 5 where Indiana Jones and Jack Burton (laughs) (laughs) go and then you can And Michael Douglas from Romance of Stone. There you go, Michael Douglas. Oh, it could be like the new Expendables. (laughs) (laughs) The Explorables. No, the Irrelevance. (laughs) That could be a new land in Hollywood Studios. There you go. We're bringing Chris Tucker from the Jackie Chan movies. (laughs) Die Hard. You can bring that. Oh, yeah, Bruce Bruce Willis and John McClane. Yes, yeah, indeed. absolutely. Yeah, the irrelevance. Yeah. That's awesome. And just for good uh, measure, Lou Gossett <laughs> Jr. from Iron Eagle. Oh, <laughs> what's up, mayonnaise? <laughs> Chappy, Chappy, <laughs> no Chappy. I flew with your daddy. If you listen to this tape, that means a whole lot of bad just went down. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat the movies of the '80s. I tell you what, uh, you know the other, you, like you said before too. Yeah. Um, that also kind of causes like a weird generational gap. Like, imagine if you're you're okay, you're the pair. You took your kid to see Back to the Future, right? Right. Okay, so then like they come out years later, and then they have the world. Let's say, well, now you're kind of if you you're the kid, you're like, oh yeah, I love Back to the Future. But if you're the person that took the kid, you're like, where the hell am I? You know what the hell is this? You know if, if they have. Um, I hear you guys tell me about the, what is it, the Descendants? Is that what it's Descendants, called? Descendants, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so let's say they make an IP uh, world out of that, right? Yeah. I have no clue. I have no reference of that show. So I would be completely disjointed from it. Whereas a person who would watch it would be like, yeah, this is, you know, this is awesome. So that's a, that's a serious risk. I mean, you're alienating the people that can afford to pay to go to your park. Well, I think once you've paid the price for the ticket to get in, you're going to check out all the attractions. I mean, you know, like I'm sure it's people who don't know Avatar that go ahead and ride the Avatar attractions. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of the point of this is, is to say, you know, look, I think it's better when you develop your own thing, when you, you this is our theme park. This is this area of the theme park theme Let's develop a concept that would work within that. And every once in a while, sure, you'll stumble across an uh, an intellectual property that fits in that area and it works and everything's great. But I mean, when you try to force something in there, that's the part of it where I'm with you. Shoehorn, yeah. But Mm. the problem is, is that you're never going to see the backlash because people are going to go to it anyway. Because it's there, and they've already paid the money to get to it. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah, that's a I good just point. don't see where it's going to sell any new tickets. Right. It's like Hollywood reboots movies that are already existing anyway. It doesn't make the movie any better. Mm-hmm. It just has better shine on it. You know, it has better effects. Like, a little polish. Yeah, yeah, like I've seen both Total Recalls, but I still like the original Total Recall. 
Oh, to- original Total Recall is awesome. Yeah, I totally remember that one. Yeah. The second one, I don't. You totally recall that movie? I totally recall <laughs> it. Exactly. <laughs> the challenge is that Harry Potter is just such an anomaly because the kids like the books, the adults like the books, teachers like the books. It's, it really crosses generations, but there's not too many things that do that. And that that's where the challenge is at. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. And I've never read a Harry Potter book. But when I went there, I mean, you can definitely appreciate it for what it is. And you can marvel at it. You can say, wow, this is an amazing job that they did with this. And it also wasn't one of those things where it's like, uh, I don't care about Harry Potter, so I'm not going to go. But there's only so many things like that that you can do. Um, I mean, what else is there really in our society today that you can say the same thing for? Maybe Lord of the Rings? It's kind of like cross-generational. I don't know. If the, if the ride's as long as the movies, I could take it. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the movies. Well, the, line, the lines are going to be as long as the movie. But, um, but I mean, there's not... What else? I can't think of anything else off the top of my head yeah. that you can compare to the phenomenon that was Harry Potter. But it is Harry Potter. No, and that's absolutely right. And uh, and Eli hit the nail right in the head there. It's like, yeah, I, I've... I, look, Lord of the Rings, I think, would fit a little bit better into uh, Animal Kingdom than, say, Avatar, because it does feature animals that did not exist. Like, yeah. It, so it, it it would work in in a certain kind of way without... Because, I mean, again, Avatar Land is aliens. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I could make the leap, but yeah, uh, Lord of the Rings... Uh, bell rock. Yeah. Never really quite got into that. Yeah, I never got into that either. I liked the first one, but it was just too long. Yeah. I did not... I, I didn't even make it through any of those movies. I could never just never do it. I tried my butt off to make it through those movies. They just were not that interesting. H- how about... How about we re- rename Harambe? Okay. Zamunda. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kilimanjaro Safaris <laughs> becomes an adventure quest... For a king to find his new bride. Oh my god! <laughs> How about that? Can we do that? And then you can have like in the village, you can have the mighty sharp uh, uh, barber shop. There you go. You can have the, like the barber shops on Main Street, but you have them in, in Zamunda. That's well, why something? Why not just do Eddie Murphy Land and then like, you can <laughs> have that? Murphy but then Land. you have the Beverly Hills, Hills Cop. Co- yeah, exactly. Oh wow! You can go in the strip club and have a drink. <laughs> yes, with Rosewood and and Taggart. <laughs> I wouldn't go to Pluto Dash World, but... No, uh, yeah, the Pluto Dash thing. Teen Werewolf in Disney? Teen Wolf. <laughs> Michael J. Fox Land. <laughs> or Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman Land. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's all, all the rides shake. Oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what? All the what? He said all the rides shake. And then Michael J. Fox Land. I thought we were talking about Jason Bateman. Oh, Dude, you t- are cruel, <laughs> man. Oh. Okay. Good lord. I just picked up What a, is wrong with you? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Family tied that in there. Oh, Golly. man. Yeah, this whole conversation is something that uh, we'll have to keep track of as the years go by, especially with the coming of Star Wars Land, and who knows what other ideas they have down the pipe regarding big lands, big IP. Um, so uh, we'll definitely post a link to this article in our show notes. You can definitely read that for yourself. It, it's a pretty good article and something that kind of makes you think. And hopefully some of what we have said today kind of spurs uh, a conversation in the future. But we definitely would like to hear your opinions on this. Get in touch with us and we're about to tell you how to do that. You should have Schwarzenegger land. That would be awesome. That fits everywhere. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'll tell it you does. what. You, know what? you got Predator Animal Kingdom. 
you know what the best part about Schwarzenegger land is? Huh? Everyone, it's, it's the repeatability. It'll be back. Whenever you leave, everybody leaves, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, the park's closing. Get to the chopper now. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Get to the monorail. Get to the monorail now. Get to the minivan. Get to the parking tram now. <laughs> well, guys, get in touch with us. We want to hear your opinions on this topic. Guys, we hope you enjoyed that show, man. It was definitely a full one today. You got yourself three segments, kind of like we used to do. But if you want to learn more about us, the Magic Our Way podcast, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you will find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways. You can shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com, or you can call or send us a text. Yes, I did say text at 1815. That is 1815. Bo Weekend. 669 for 226. And of course, you can go to our homepage and leave a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget on the homepage. And of course, we've got a couple of guys to do things outside of the podcast. Number one, we have our resident comic genius, Mr. Eli. He does things with comic books and color and all kind of fun stuff. Eli, tell me what you got going on. You know me. I'm the comic guru and drawing comics is what I do. You know, the story is all about the glory. You can go and check out www.ivorycomics.com. We're going to find some of our new artwork. Uh, blogs, interview posts, and just, you know, a chance to go ahead and chime in and say, hey, I like that work, son. Keep on doing it. Uh, other than that, you can always find me on Facebook, Eli H. Ivory, Project Geisha has her own Facebook page, facebook.com slash Project Geisha. New books going to be coming out pretty soon. Pretty pumped about that. Uh, Instagram, eivory504, post up some uh, images on that when I am not podcasting or drawing or at work. And as always, Twitter, you can find me on Hancock10166. So uh, thanks, you guys, for the support. And, of course, if you want to book a vacation to the world to see, oh, I don't know, some IPs being placed at the parks, experience Copper Creek, or maybe have a couple of stormtroopers uh, harass you, you can do so. <laughs> don't harass me. That's right. You can do so with Lee. Lee, tell him how to do this. All right, folks. Give me a call at 413-DIZ-TRIP. 413-D-I-Z-T-R-I-P. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-P-I-C-Travel. You can email me at lee at magicallway.com. And I usually keep it at that, but I want to just take five minutes and pat myself on the back a little bit and brag a little bit. I don't never brag about myself, but... I appreciate it what you guys do, but, you know, it's great when I can help the family, you know, find that right resort that's going to fit for them. I can plan out a wonderful vacation for them. All that fun stuff, that's great, but there's other times you travel aid to, and it's, you know, this hurricane is barreling towards uh, Orlando right now. You know, myself and a lot of my fellow agents were on the phone for hours and hours, four-hour wait, three-hour wait, um, to help our clients out, to rearrange their trips they were coming in this week to get them out early if they were there right now. Um, you know, I had a, a, two families from Houston who were traveling and, you know, they took a big hit in this hurricane and they may not be able to afford the vacation they thought they were. So we were trying to get them, you know, some different accommodations, um, things of that nature. And so, you know, we're here to watch your back, uh, not only in the beginning, but while you're on vacation, you know, through the whole process. So, you know, if you, if you haven't used a travel agent before, just think about that, that, you know, if you're in Disney right now um, and this hurricane's coming towards you, what do you want to be dealing with? 
you want to try to get the fun out of the last two or three days you can, or do you want to be on the phone with Southwest Airlines, with Disney, trying to get you know uh, your flights changed, all that stuff? That's what we were doing this week, was helping all of our families out by taking care of all that stuff for them. So, you know, we're, we're here at the beginning. We're here uh, when you're on vacation, and we're here when you get back from vacation. So, you know, just see the travel period. And preferably from Magic Walmart vacation. And preferably me. But you just travel it. Period. And that was so great. <laughs> I know. Like, he's sitting there talking about people being true. hurt by this hurricane. And he's one of the ones that was hurt he by was this hurt. hurricane. That's right. Well, and he's phone. still working. He's still on the phone. He's got a roof to fix. Files to feed. Just book with Lee on your own with no hassle, Vika. So that way, you don't have a hassle, Vika. And your asshole Vika's safe. Yeah, it's clean. And yes, <laughs> that's important. Keep your asshole Vika clean. <laughs> that is important, yes. <laughs> yes. And if you want to support the Magic Railway podcast and our asshole Vikas, <laughs> always so. practice good asshole Vika hygiene. Yes, it's very important. That's what we do that's on right. the show. Squash, squash. No. Squash? Squash, squash. Okay. We get the wildest. Keep it clean. So if you want to support what just happened here, word, <laughs> do so by clicking on some of our affiliate links on our website. You can also buy some beignets and support the show that way. You can also represent the Moeke Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And please, the easiest way to do it is to leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download this show, whether it's Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, etc. And remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is, we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. And we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, Mohegans, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. The necessities of Mother Nature's recipe. Hey, guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh, man. Italians recognizing Italian. You know what, song <laughs> like that. what song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Carway and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, yeah, let me tell you what's good, but you hear Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. but you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could mm-hmm. probably hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of, hey! give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> get, on, get up again. Oh, yeah. You know? Hot tub, what you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels. And 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 r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs, like Tony Bennett right here, this yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you. It's going to make me out. 
gonna be really good. Okay. Mad Hatter Radio, bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? Bada-bing.